Hello and welcome to my podcast. It's your 10-minute consultation to retrain your brain for success. I'm Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang, and in each session, I'm going to look at a different interpersonal problem, give you the psychological explanations for why it occurs, the common reactions, and suggest some behavioral solutions you can try. I'm never seeking to change your practice. You've got here just fine without me, but simply broaden your options. The more choices we have in a situation, the more effective we're likely to be. Today, I'm going to talk about feelings of guilt and managing them. We often feel guilty because of a tendency to live our life according to a series of shoulds. Although if you ask anyone, they're really not likely to be able to tell you where those rules come from. I mean, who said women should be caring or nurturing or that men shouldn't cry? Who said we should be a certain weight or size or shape? A lot of this may well be shaped by the media or by stories, but they are not necessarily rules for a healthy life. Our families are also whom we learn from, and our culture can also give us series of rules and regulations, even if they don't necessarily always apply outside that culture. As we get older, when we've got so much to think about, we don't often stop and think, actually, does this rule serve a healthy purpose anymore? Evolutionary-wise, we're also fundamentally social creatures. In the past, we've had to rely on our sense of society to keep us safe. So we like to know how we fit in. And we do get a feeling of unpleasantness if we do not. If we are at odds with others, it is common to feel guilt. And this can be over trivial things. It's not necessarily the gravity of the thing itself. It can simply be that someone just didn't approve of us doing it. The first thing I would say is, Never lose sleep over the opinion of someone from whom you would not ask advice. Guilt is an emotion and it is a very powerful one. And it falls within the negative states such as sadness, anger and grief. And it's often associated with shame. And really, when we think about the psychodynamic approach to psychology, we do have a tendency to avoid things that cause pain. And emotional pain is part of that. So the problem with guilt is we try to ignore it, forget it or get away from it rather than deal with it, purely because of the fear it will get worse. And what makes this worse is actually the methods we use to try and avoid dealing with it are often very unhealthy. Self-soothing, such as drink, drugs, eating to excess, avoiding the person or thing that causes you the feelings of guilt can have repercussions too. Because there, it's not only our own health that may suffer, but it might be the emotional health of those around us. It might be our families and children who are affected by those behaviour choices. Guilt can also literally weigh us down. It may f mean that we walk smaller or we wear black trying to hide. We can also almost push others away. It can cause us to slump, it can affect our sleep, our eating patterns, which in turn cause further distress because a lack of sleep can elevate the stress hormone of cortisol as well as the production of a, a hormone making us crave food. If it's also accompanied by feelings of high anxiety, such as a high heart rate, blood pressure, and feelings of sweating and that unpleasantness, if that pressure carries on too long, not only does it feel horrible, but it can lead to stomach ulcers or heart attacks. So how can we let go of those feelings of guilt? Well, first of all, we need to stop people pleasing. 
And a common behavior in people pleasing is simply seeking validation through saying yes to everything without appreciating you might be spreading yourself too thinly and thus not doing a great job or then letting people down at the last minute. That can actually do us more harm. So try these tips for saying no. You might say, I can help, but I can only do it at this time. Or I only have five minutes and I must go or get on with whatever. Or can I let you know at the end of the day? Another alternative is simply giving them a template to use or signpost them or ask them, how would you like me to help you? That's a really effective one because that is also giving other people back the power. And if they do give a suggestion, it means it's probably going to be more useful than anything you would have come up with yourself. Some extra tips to remember. Never give more of anything than you can afford to lose. Selflessness may well be something that you believe is praised, but affix your own mask first. Otherwise, you do risk being part of the problem if you are too exhausted when you do offer help. There's also a difference between giving someone a hand and someone taking advantage. So if you're always asked to babysit, for example, then maybe give your relatives your availability or help them with finding childcare. You might even have a conversation with them about why they require so much support. They may not think that they were burdening you. So you've got to talk. You've got to communicate because communication gets to the root of the issue, which allows you to find a healthier solution. When it comes to feeling guilty about perhaps not sticking to a diet or not sticking to practicing a skill or whatever it might be that you've committed to, always remember your why. Remember why you wanted to do it in the first place. And it's okay if that why isn't necessarily socially acceptable. You don't need to tell anybody what it is. And always remember that a slip up doesn't mean you need to sabotage anything further. You slip up, you slip up. It doesn't matter. Just get up and start again. Surprisingly common is a worry about not being a good enough friend. But remember that friendship is a two-way process. Don't build a friendship or relationship on gifts for a start. That's quite important. But when it comes to time and energy, it is important to remember that you both need to work. What I would say is consider the affirmation, my time and energy are valuable and I spend them wisely. The way I see it with friendships is you may give a lot to a friendship, but whatever you give in some way is often returned. So I actually find the practice of gratitude really helpful in thinking about this because the more I practice gratitude, the more I realize certain names always show up. And once I see those names that always show up and I recognize that, I spend more time with them and try and do more for them caring for others, sometimes we just feel too exhausted. Do not forget that self-care is hugely important. If you look after yourself, you are more energized and you are better able to care for others. And finally, related to feelings of guilt, two points. The first is, if you apologize, apologize because you are sorry and you have learned not so others forgive you. And when it comes to holding grudges, to take a quote from Buddhism, that's simply like holding on to a hot rock, waiting to throw it at someone. Don't let it burn your hand. You're worth more than that. So forgive others, not necessarily to make them feel any better, but to actually release their control on you. And that comes to the end of our session. 
for longer practical exercises for personal and professional effectiveness, do subscribe to my weekly webinar show, Energy Top Up, presented alongside award-winning parent and family coach Sharon Lawton, which is on my YouTube channel, The Wellness League.